I've got nothing. <laughs> Did you just say at the beginning of the podcast, I've got nothing? I've got nothing. I know it's been a busy week, seriously, but... I don't want to put anyone off. I can't be honest, I'm sick of the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I don't know how this, this lot must feel. Are you sick of the sound of my voice? I hope they're not, because otherwise it's going to be quite a quite a miserable podcast. Well, I'm not going to drag you down with me, right? That's fine. That's, you know, you're probably still thinking, no, I, I definitely want a bit more Firth, but maybe you're thinking, Bush, I'm sick of it, mate. <laughs> Shut up. Here's the podcast. Oh. A ticker tape parade at the end of the week. It's home time with Bush and Richie on a Friday afternoon. Saturday night, Strictly Come Dancing is on. You can tell we are approaching the end of the year with the likes of Strictly being on our screens and all that kind of stuff. It's like a little calendar of these things, isn't it? It is. Uh, last weekend, uh, the kids were watching whilst I was uh, doing a little bit of washing up in the kitchen. And I overheard a conversation. I wasn't meant to hear this. It was just interesting. Sometimes when you hear the kids chatting and you're not meant to hear, it really provides you with a bit of a, uh, a window into what they're really thinking of what's going on. A little insight. And I heard my son ask while uh, uh, while the dancing was going on. He turns to uh, he turns to my daughter. They're both teenagers, and goes, "Who's that? Who's that lady dancing there?" It was Annika Rice. Oh, and uh, my daughter just turns back and goes, "Oh, that's just some lady that was uh, off of the telly when Dad was our age." I, I just, Ow. It was just brutal. That's horrendous, isn't it? Absolutely brutal. It makes it sound like the telly that you watched when you were a kid was. Pathé Newsreel. <laughs> it's like exactly a, what I thought. The, the time before talkies. Treasure Hunt and Challenge Annika at the time were absolutely fantastic TV shows. They did not deserve that treatment. And in fact, I did my final exams for my American Studies degree at Swansea University in the Patty Pavilion, which is a big, big ornate building in Swansea, that she did up Oh wow! as part of Challenge Annika. Oh, that's amazing. So I, I have Annika Rice to thank for my degree. Do you know what? I've got an idea about what we could do to save this from happening again. I'll tell you next. We stumbled onto talking about television because of my kids not knowing who Annika Rice was and me being affronted by it. Um, I've come up with an idea. What do you reckon to this? You know how when we were kids, just four TV channels, nowadays there's 65,000. Too many, yeah. Here's another one. Have a TV channel called Context TV. Okay. What you do is you put on Context TV TV shows that are relating to stars of yesteryear that are now on our TV in some kind of swan song. So, for example, right? Yeah. Annika Rice is on Strictly Come Dancing at the moment. Mm -hmm. What you do on Context TV is you'd screen old episodes of Challenge Annika and Treasure Hunt so that the youth of today could tune in and go, oh, wow, that's what they did. Yes, give them vital information. You could have sporting shows as well. Uh, The other day, I think uh, my son was listening to the radio and he turns to me and goes... Was Robbie Savage any good as a footballer? Well, on Context TV, you can show Robbie Savage highlights... Careful. ..and he can answer that one for himself. <laughs> I love the way he stepped away from having any form of input on that. But you know, it's interesting because I remember at school, I remember we watched a programme called How We Used to Live. Yeah. Do you remember that? But that was all kind of doilies and uh, people on uh, penny-farthing bikes and stuff. <laughs> but it, uh, it could add context to certain things, like, for example, if you watch... Five go celebrity camping at the moment. Bobby Davros on there. There you go. Might be some kids watching that thinking, who's who's the old fellow with the suit on? Well, he was top of his game, famous stand-up comedian for Donkey's Years. Exactly. Have some quality Davro routines. They'll be flocking into Context TV. Do you know what? I just want to admit something, and it makes me look like a weaker person, but I'm just going to come out there and, and explain it to the group. I've been told off so many times for uh, getting hairs everywhere when I shave in our bathroom. 
with my electric shaver, yeah. that I have now started shaving in the back garden. <laughs> <laughs> Using our back uh, window, like uh, there's a, like a mirror. The back window is yeah, a yeah, mirror, yeah. so I can see what I'm doing. And all the while, shaving outdoors, looking around to see the you know the triangulation of my neighbours to see whether any of them are looking at me. If they catch a look at me, I must look like I've lost my mind. You're a bolder man than myself. I have the same problem of being told off for hairs in the bathroom. You're told off all the time. So I've taken action in that what I will go and do is I'll go and shave in the bedroom, but with the open bedroom windows and all the shavings then just get chucked out into the back garden. Is that genuinely? You shave with your head out the window? Yes. That is outrageous. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so what, they just sprinkle down like confetti onto the there floor? There was a moment during the summer when I was out on the patio and I was looking down and thinking, oh, that's my stubble. <laughs> How's this being perceived? <laughs> Genuinely, uh, if you're listening right now, drop us a tweet, at Bush on the radio. What is more insane looking? Man in maybe pants out in back garden shaving with electric razor or a guy with his head out the window <laughs> shaving with an electric razor? <laughs> Let's get this sorted out once and for all. I'm just talking about the fact I've admitted earlier on that I have taken to shaving my beard in the back garden. <laughs> uh, because I get told off, as many fellas do, for leaving little hairs all around the sink. So I thought, I'm sick of this. and Can't be bothered with the Matt Dyson-style tent thing that you put under your chin. It's a clever invention. It is a clever invention. I'm not going to stick my head out the window like Richie does. I'm going to go outside and shave there. Uh, some responses coming in. Andy J says on Twitter, uh, Hi, guys, I clip hand and toenails in the garden. I feel very comfortable about that. Did you know... <laughs> I mean, it's once again, it's an odd sight to the neighbours, but they're just going to decompose in the soil. It's probably a good idea. It's good. It's nitrates, isn't it? He's putting it back in. Hoff says, how is this any different to treating yourself to a sit-down wee? If anything, this is worse. Hey, what's he saying? Having a wee in the garden? <laughs> I think he's saying... I do that when I come back late sometimes. He says not fighting your corner and doing the shave-out in the back garden is as bad as, as having a sit-down oh, wee. Oh, I get you. He's having... It's a slight slap around the chops. And Ed Draper, TV's Ed Draper, off of Sky Sports News, says, using a window as a mirror seems very basic. Must be bits missed. <laughs> I think he's having a pop. Home time with Bush and Richie. This is Absolute Radio on a Friday afternoon. It's great to have you on board. Uh, wishing you a happy weekend of uh, long drives, if you've got one going on. Uh, last, nice. oh, last weekend. Uh, you remember I was telling you about the new car? Yeah. And my fear of keeping it clean with the kids. Well, you, your main thing was new car smell. And exactly. it just doesn't stick around for long, so you've got to kind of capture it. Yeah, so I'd, uh, I laid the law down at the beginning of uh, a good two-hour-long drive that we had ahead of us. Laid the, laid the law down and said, right, look, uh, just just please be careful with your food and your drinks. Be respectful. Right? Just remember that crisps, they're oily and that kind of thing. Don't put your hands on the windows and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'd read the right act so many times. An hour into the journey... Just flying down the M3. Out of nowhere, I heard this... And I just looked at my son and he went, Oh, no! It's Pepsi Max gone everywhere. <laughs> just like... We weren't going oh. around a corner, we weren't going over a bump, and I just didn't have it in me to get across. That, I, just, I, I just turned to him and went, I give up. That is the uh, interior equivalent of the Titanic. The, it was on the maiden voyage of your car. <laughs> it was the maiden voyage. And it, what kind of amount of Pepsi Max did he put everywhere? One of those 330 mils, just oh. like... Gone off like a fountain. Great! What a spectacle, though. Well done, Charlie. Friday's home time, Bush and Richie. So we told you earlier that we had a, uh, a message through uh, that needed some advice to call back. Let's see if they're there. Hello. Hello, it's Bush and Richie here at Absolute Radio. Who's that? Hello, Richard. Actually, I don't want to tell you my name just in case I get that, found that's, out. That's fine. Well, oh, look, we're, we're both here. We will not refer to your name again. In fact, let's call you Barry. 
Hey, Barry. So, hey. Barry, tell us what your problem is that you need us to advise you on. This is such an efficient service, isn't it? Mm. Um, well, I borrowed my dad's car. He was on holiday. I don't have a car at the moment, so I guess he thought he'd do me a favour, lend me his car. I do have to pick him up from the airport on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But today, I reversed into a windowsill. <laughs> and I took quite a peach of a dent on the, on the boot lid. OK. Uh, Barry, tell us what type of car it is that your dad owns that you're driving at the moment. An Alfa Romeo Giulietta. I know wow. him well. Um, <laughs> is that a nice car? Sounds like a classic car. Lush. It's worse. It's, not, it's tw- a 2014 model. I'm looking it up right now. OK, yeah, it's a nice car. It's nice a nice car. car. Is it his pride and joy, right. Barry? Yeah. And he's had a bit of trouble recently as well, because a couple of weeks ago it came out of the body shop because... Someone drove out the back of him. Ah. Oh, nice. Well, <laughs> look, I mean, if you want to go the dishonest route, you could suggest that maybe, I don't know, it's pinged back in or something or other. Or throw the garage, <laughs> literally, <laughs> under the bus. Um, what yeah. a strange thing that's happened, yeah. Could you, uh, could you, first of all, see if you can bang the dent back out? Well, I did, I did try one of those dent puller outers. But, um, it, no, I've taken it to a body shop just now and they said, yeah, new boot, mate. Wow, so it's, it's going to cost you quite a lot of money. Have you got that money knocking around in the bank, Barry? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what it does feel like. It feels like one of those old Yellow Pages adverts, doesn't it? Does it? Where's J.R. Hartley when you need him? <laughs> yeah. I think we're going honesty, Barry. Yeah, go honesty, my friend. The best policy, isn't it? You've got two days to rehearse that speech, my friend. Uh, can I ask you a question? When somebody sneezes, a stranger sneezes, do you bless them? I think I would. Bless you. I, I was sat in a cafe on my own this morning, so it was me. There was one other guy in there uh, who was sat on the opposite set of uh, seats and tables or whatever, and then so it was just me, the other guy, and then the owner of the cafe polishing some teacups stood there. Uh, bloke opposite me sneezed, and instantly I didn't know whether to bless him or not. Because I thought, is that overstepping the mark a little bit if I start blessing a guy I've never met before in my entire life? There's only four of you in there. There's only three of us. All right, I thought you said there was you, there was a bloke, there was a bloke, and there was the bloke polishing. No, it was just, so there was me. It sounds yeah. like a T. Ronnie's joke. <laughs> <laughs> there was me, fella opposite me, yeah. and then the guy polishing the cups. Well, then definitely. Let's, let's oh. say for argument's sake there was four of us. <laughs> there was me. Yeah. Guy sat opposite, his mate, yeah. and then a bloke polishing cups. No, definitely. I would absolutely have done it. I think you're overthinking the blessing. You're not the Pope. I know, but you're blessing someone you've never met before. I think, it's, you know, if it's you, if you sneezed, I'd bless you. Yeah, very kind. For someone in a lift with me for some reason, even if I don't know who they are, I feel like you'd be forced, you'd be forced into a corner to bless them. <laughs> but someone I don't know sat five, six yards away from me, even though he sat next to his mate, we, we just invented... <laughs> I don't know, I'm not too sure. Maybe I'm too liberal with my blessings. Maybe we need to open this piece of social etiquette up to our audience. Let us know right now, at Absolute Radio, stranger blessing, is it right or is it wrong? Obviously, Strictly Come Dancing, as we talked about, is already back on our screens. Uh, but Autumn also sees the X Factor. Next month, a celebrity version of X Factor is hitting our screens. What? I'm not ready for this. I don't want this. It's a horrendous idea. Well, the whole point of X Factor is taking people who aren't famous and giving them the shot at being famous. This lot, they've had their chance. 
people like uh, do you remember Ricky Lake back in the 90s used to watch it when I was still in school uniform having me tea uh, she's in it uh, Martin Bashir the gent who interviewed Princess Diana back the, in the day there's three of us in this relationship Bashir you've got it uh, there's a group entering you're thinking how can you have a celebrity group well they're called the Islanders they're all people that got voted off of Love Island oh my word I'm very intrigued to find out though who they are uh, there is God. also a duet called Cole and Edwards that's Brendan Cole from Strictly Come Dancing and Jeremy Edwards who used to be in Holby City what is going on what is going on with the world <laughs> there is another weirder. group another group called TriStar which is three ex-rugby players do you know what this is like you know you're looking for signs or or little kind of signs or whatever that it, the apocalypse might be upon us. <laughs> Seriously. This is it. It's literally around the corner. Unbelievable. Hi, Jinx, on a Friday night. It's the Hometime Show with Bush and Richie. Richie's just dropped a TV bombshell. Yeah, Celebrity X Factor. Um, a lot of you hadn't heard about it as well, and it appears that uh, you're neither as keen uh, as, as Bush and I are as well. Could you just please clarify TriStar? You said it was three rugby players mm. who formed a band, a supergroup. They are? Uh, rugby players Tom Evans, Levi Davis and Ben Foden. Oh, my word. That's going to be so bad. As it turns out, Levi Davis was in a band before uh, called Majesty. I don't, I don't care. Spelt with an I. Oh, I bet, bet they are. Sounds like a terrible <laughs> seafront nightclub. Get yourself down to Majesty, two for one on Blue WKD. <laughs> yeah, they sound like that. They've had their chance, though. Do you know what I mean? You've had your chance. Let someone else have a go at being famous. Also, sounds very similar to uh, celebrity stars in their eyes. does a little bit, doesn't if it? If I was Matthew Kelly, I would be pretty hacked off. If I was Matthew Kelly, I would copyright or patent whatever the <laughs> door would smoke. If they do door with smoke and you're Matthew Kelly, you're straight down some form of legal route, I reckon. Matthew Kelly used to rule Saturday Night TV. Uh, yeah. If you're thinking, stars in their eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, also, uh, what was that one with the betting? You bet. You bet. Uh, game for a laugh he started yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember that. <laughs> and that one. I'm annoyed. What an unusual collection of evenings our team our home time team were having last night all at the same time uh, yeah I'd um, I'd not been backwards and forwards uh, saying that I was going to see Downton Abbey at the cinema last night but it wasn't just me going to see a film uh, one of our producers Nick was going off to see uh, Judy the Judy Garland movie I thought it was the Richard and Judy story <laughs> you went home to uh, go and watch RuPaul's Drag Race the first one set in the United Kingdom and it was brilliant and our producer uh, Adam uh, off to go and see Arsenal so swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Swings and roundabouts. But what about that for a disparate collection of different evenings? Do you have a guess how many people were in the cinema to watch Downton Abbey? Well, I mean, it's really popular, isn't it? So <laughs> half... It is, though, isn't it? Loads of people love Downton it Abbey. It is, it is. The film's been out for about three weeks. I didn't realise that. Oh, OK. I thought it was kind of new. As I walked out, uh, there was like a little... Uh, computerised terminal uh, and you could see um, some data that they'd got on there and it said Downton Abbey screen 6 capacity 126 wow tickets sold 6 oh my word yeah that's really bad isn't it <laughs> Although I love that they're dream moments. Those moments when you go to a cinema and you're like, there's only like four or five people in there. Yeah, you weren't having to keep your noise down if you were talking. That's it. And you could you could change seats, couldn't you? Absolutely. Did you, did you have to um, commit to a seat at the beginning? Committed to a seat at the beginning because you don't know how busy it's going to be. Uh, and then by the time the film started, I got shoes off and feet on the seat in front. It all goes to pot. It's like Lord of the Flies. Anarchy. Bush and Ritchie, home time, Friday night on Absolute Radio. It's time to make someone rich. £12,000 up for grabs. 
Let's put the call through and see what happens. Oh, I wish it was me. It's not because your phone's not ringing. Damn, or maybe it is. Come on, come on, come on. Let's make this happen. Channel good vibes. Picture someone picking it up in your mind, Richie. Hello? Come to thy phone. Come to thy phone. Welcome to ah, the Not this again. £12,000 is so boring at the end of it just to get a voicemail. Do you know what, right? They should add a bit in. The, we make the call, right, mm-hmm. on Friday, but if no one picks up after the first time we call them, you and I share it. <laughs> That would make people sit by their phones and just watch it. That's what we'll do next time. Next time. But this time, the person who's just gone to answer phone, they're going to get £12,000. Hope you're happy with it. OK, podcast is over. Just try your own voice again now. Hey, my name's Andy Bushnell. Isolate it. <laughs>